I am Bamps, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen, misunderstood, emo, Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. Hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. We open with Missy. Missy, where are you heading? I think after walking around for a while, she starts to get riled up again, and I think she's going to take to the streets to see if she can find her. Do you want to call upon the powers of your blood? Because you could try to force a premonition if you wanted. Sure. You think back to your mom. Do you have something of hers that you carry still that reminds you of her? No. Thinking of your mom and forcing the blood to do its thing, this blood that keeps you alive, if you can call it being alive, this blood that has cursed you, this blood that has making... I don't know. How does Missy feel about being a vampire? Does she hate it? Does she love it? Does she... I mean, it's not any better or any worse than the life she had before. I think on some level, though, it's probably a little depressing for her, knowing that she's not going to die like a mortal would. But she has her friends with her. I mean, the ones that are with her, her real friends. Yeah, not those fake friends that just insulted you. Wow. Obviously. But it's not any worse. She's not any worse off than what she was before. At least now she has an actual place to stay. And thinking of that place to stay, you see the picture of the housing development that you had left her in, that Calvin had left her in and was keeping an eye on her. And you see it during the day, which is not something you have seen for many years. And then as you see the front door, you will see her coming out with some bags. She looks in a hurry and you will see her heading off into the direction. Not a lot of bags, like a backpack and one that she is carrying probably has a few changes of clothes in it or some personal belongings. And off she runs. And as she runs, you can see the sun setting and it turning to night, which is much more comfortable for you. And you'll see the direction that she is running. And you will see a bridge in the distance. And you will see her running directly towards said bridge. She would just head toward the bridge? Sure. If she can identify the bridge? There's not that many big bridges in the city. It's something that you can recognize. And as you head in that direction, the camera shifts after that bridge as Missy looks to it, coming back to Cheshire, standing up and saying, I need to go find her, beginning to pull away from the table. Whoa, that's slow. We, we think it's someone else. We think Coco Sire's someone else. He turns back to the table. The lake bench has been kicked back a good half a foot. He says, how, how could it be someone else? <sighs> look, look. The one of the deputies 
is also a white-haired gangrel. Okay. Do they have eyes of blue and brown? I don't know. I've only met her twice. All right. Like, will it could be that Elizabeth, the deputy, might be the childer of um, Sveeple? And then it could be that Coco here is the childer of Elizabeth. I don't know how long ago Sveeple was doing her thing. She was with me when we when we came through the city when I was lost. And I was left behind. All of them were. Well How were you left behind? We were being pursued by your sheriff and he sneers a little bit and you can see that his fangs are around. He's like Ugh. and several other of your Camarilla lackeys and bootlickers. It's so he left a distraction. So that we could get away. And in the process, I did not. What was the distraction? He gives a big smile and he looks over to Coco. Well, we made a distraction. Do any of you guys have occult dots? You both probably have an idea of one of the common things that Sabbat are known to do. It is unceremoniously called a shovelhead party where they will scoop up a bunch of mortals, make them dig a mass grave, drain them, hit them over the head with a shovel, throw them into the mass grave, and then just throw Vitae over top of them. And who is embraced is embraced, and who is dead is dead. Then the ones that are embraced and survive have to then claw their way through all of the dirt that was thrown on top of them to get outside in a spectacular frenzy. And he sees the look on Art's face. He says, I think you understand. Yes, I do. It's, it's grand fun, but they, they don't, they're not, they're nobodies. They do not get the creation rights. They do not become true canites. They are nothing. You, and he points to Coco, you, you were chosen. You did not, you are not expendable. She saw something in you. What are the creation rights? Well, they are, they are different. Depends. She enjoys having those that she has chosen hunt down a target of, of worth, of value, and bringing them back for the pack. And then we all share in the blood. And it is, it is good. But they, they, if they have brought back worthy prey, get the last sip. They get to finish their life. He gets a thoughtful look. We should find someone for her to hunt down for us. He's got a big smile. He's looking right at you, Coco. I'm confused. You, you think that I sh- was chosen? That is very flattering, I have to say. Um, but why do I need to hunt you, someone? To prove that you are 
worthy of the name of Canaan, that you are not just some fodder to be left behind. We um we we will get to that. I I will send out feelers to find somebody appropriate. Yes, we will. Wonderful. This will be great fun. Oh. It will be done properly. We could play a game. No, no, no games. She is very new. She still does not know the basics. We have to teach the basics. I was going to take her out to teach the basics, and then you come with the knife and, and the chalice and the people. This is all very much for her. It is all very much for me. We must take time. I must delay. I must delay. I must delay. Time is what we have, for we are eternal. And we do not have to do this this night or the next. We have many things we have to find out first. We have to find this people of yours, not just run out. Yes. We don't just run out into a city. This is, this is how Sheriff finds you again. Especially if I have another Shevel Head party. We do this quietly. We sneak up. We surprise people. Have big party. Maybe not like your party, but we have festival. It's been so long since I've had a party. Let us do this properly, yes? Yes, yes. Let let us. I. And he looks up towards the haven. I should plan. Would also like to know more about the rites and rituals you use for the the bonding that you are speaking of. It is too soon to do now, but I wish to know about it for later. He puts his hands on your hands. I have so much that I can teach you. So much. Let us take this one step at a time. The whole information bane is now. It's hitting hard. I must go finish my book. Da, uh, of course. Go, go finish your book. Jimmy, do you have anything or Coco to, to stop him from leaving? Uh, no, but Jimmy's going to do something before they head out. Okay. Jimmy wants to sort of secretly, without art seeing, wants to go talk with Cheshire. So Cheshire goes off to read his book, and the three of you are left sat at this table with a bowl of Sabbat blood. We are going to make this disappear now. Art is going to take the bowl, and he's going to take the dagger, and he will sequester them away in his place with a quick, it will be right back, I have to make this disappear. Do you do anything with the blood? He's got some files, and he is going to keep some of those for later. Jimmy and Coco, go have anything they want to talk about specifically before Art comes back while he is gone? Seeing Art leave, Jimmy thinks this can be his time to secretly talk with Cheshire. Just go, uh, yeah, if we're heading out soon, I'm going to probably grab a steak or two. In case things go bad to Coco. I'll, uh, I'll be back. I'll be right back. I would just pull my phone out and start Googling some of the weird words that I heard mentioned around this little table. 
Jimmy's going to head to Cheshire. And, hey, um, Cheshire. His head snaps to you, like, The person you're looking for, uh, Svipel, we we don't know, we're not, we're not going to meet her today, but we're meeting one of the deputies soon. And that deputy might be able to lead you to Elizabeth, who looks like Svipel. We are all going then. Yes, but I don't think Art wants you to go. So perhaps sneak behind. And then you can tail Raven, the deputy we're going to meet, after we separate. He thinks for a moment. I should not eat her. Or should I eat her? Not Raven. But if... Elizabeth is not Svipel, and she's doing horrible, you know, being rude or whatever. I would not object to it. You eating Elizabeth. He gets a fanged smile. I know you've been hungry. It's been so very long. Anyway, uh, before people get suspicious, I need to head out. We'll be leaving in a few minutes. And he puts the book away. And gets up and you hear nothing and you see nothing. All right. Well, Jimmy grabs a steak from his haven. Sure. And then heads back to Coco. And the three of you begin to head off towards the community center. Yes. As you leave the mall, the camera will cut back to Missy coming up upon the bridge. Missy, are you using any Gifts of the Blood to Unseen? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But you come up to the bridge, and coming up to the underside of it, you will see that there is a small group of homeless people that are huddled together under here for warmth. Looking around and picking through them, you will find your mom. She is currently the little spoon to some homeless guy, and there is... A few kids that are hanging around, straight kids. There are a few other adult homeless people that are here as well. There's one of those nice oil drum fires going. And a few other, what might be called luxuries in the homeless world. She'll find a a spot to kind of just sit and she'll just watch through the night. They are sleeping what seems like peacefully for being on the hard concrete. You'll see a rat come by, walk by them. You see them kind of shift as though they are sleeping. Not exactly comfortably, but they are uh, making it through. How long do you sit and watch them? Until just before dawn. No interaction, just watch over her to make sure she's safe. During the night, it gets... She gets more and more angry at Calvin because he has not fixed it. Do you text him? No. He's got to figure it out himself. He's supposed to do this. Apparently, Missy can't count on anyone. Apparently not. Your friends aren't your friends, it seems. Apparently. But you know what? Hmm. That thing that Cheshire was talking about. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to help with loyalty and friendship and 
camaraderie. Yes, yes, I just have to find people to do that with. Yeah. There's people here. You could make all of them into vampires. Make them all into vampires. I'll have my own little coterie. I'll run it how I want. Do you feed on any of these sleeping people while you are here? No. There's too many here. As we watch Missy sit and watch her family, or at least her mother, sleep on the ground at the cold, unforgiving streets of Springfield, the fire in the barrel will die out. And as it dies out, it goes to black. And then it comes back from black with the three of you walking down the street towards the community center. Is there any conversation in the brief bit before you arrive? Coco, remember, do not mention Cheshire. Okay, got it. I'll try and keep my big mouth shut. Or the rats. No talking to animals. Got it. Oh, this would be fantastic. Let us see what else we can fuck up tonight. Those are the best of nights, aren't they? No, they are not. I prefer to be in situations that I control. That was uh, facetious, but okay. Uh, This is a little way out of my element. So situations you can control, like what are they, honestly? Well, sometimes. So there's Ventru, who can control people's minds. So that's a type of control. There is the control of blackmail. There is the controlling of minds, as Jimmy has said. There are other ways. Okay, guys, it was rhetorical. Please, can we not do more of this right now? Like, it's it's a little much. I already have plenty of questions. Coming down the other side, and they seem to meet up with you right in front of a an advertisement for the community center that has a man on it. He's got one of those little white collars of a priest, of a member of the cloth. And on his face are so many penises and a little devil mustache and goatee and horns and all kinds of other defacements. This one yours, Coco? I love it. I fucking hate that guy. It's cool, right? Like, it's very artistic. (laughs) Isn't that the dead guy? No, this is Father Todd. Oh, different guy. Okay. Same church, though. The one where Father Santiago was supposed to to preach at, but then died. Yes, yes, very tragic. And across the street is... A beautiful rendition of the word cocoa in a variety of colors. Yeah, so this one, I was just screwing around because that guy can eat a dick, basically, but I'm kind of proud of that one. Did he do to you? I just don't like him, but what do you think? If I had the money, I'd hire you to uh, beautify the place. Oh, like your little apartment? Yeah. Or the whole mall. You guys did see the art that you did across the glass apartment, or the cops got it. Yeah, at my apartment, when you guys were at my apartment. 
like, I mean, it's good. Good. Thank you. That's a really, really nice compliment. And I would love to do that. Well, I'm sure there's some spare walls that need perking up at the mall. So feel free. And the singular figure walking up to you down the other side of the road here. Art fades from view. Takes one loud, obnoxious pull on a Slurpee before throwing the cup over the fence into the construction area. Sup. And it is Raven. The not-quite-hound, not-quite-deputy of the sheriff. The technological arm of that enforcement. Hey, how's it going? Heard you wanted to talk. Yeah, there was a... And she'll just motion to Coco. There's a, shall we say, a bit of, bit of a buzz, a bit of people that are upset about, well, your whole existence. Okay. Ew. Why are we here? Well, there's a, a couple of things. One, the big guy wanted to come by, but I talked him out of it because you all, well, you know how he gets. And this gives me an opportunity to, well, maybe make it a little bit better. Maybe make it a little bit more, I guess, easier for you. Potential motion to Coco. Because, like, I'm sure they've told you that new kindred aren't something that just kind of happens all the time. And the people get a little, a little tight about that. Yeah, I understand. But you know that there's nothing that I can do about that, right? Like, Sorry, I didn't choose this. Sorry, Mom. Well, there is something you could do. And there's a lot of things other people could do. Yes. He would prefer none of that to happen. She looks to you, Art, and gives a little bit of a raised eyebrow. I get the feeling that's a little bit of an unusual notion for Art. Yes, it is. And you guys are kind of cool together because you're, you're both into tech and stuff. So she finds that a little odd. So I got two official things that I'm here to do. Well, one official thing, but two things in relation to the said official thing. And she goes into her side bag and pulls out. Looks like a bracelet with a large box on the side of it. I assume that Coco has at some point been under house arrest. Yeah, but, like, it was pretty much bullshit, so I don't like to think about that. Then she would be familiar with one of the tracking ankle bracelets, which is what this is. Ew. I think you can just bedazzle it or something. It'll look good. No, I'm not wearing that. This is for your good, your own good, because I don't know if you've noticed, but... Until what, like, last week you didn't know that we existed, right? Yeah, okay, cool, but... Okay, so this is for when, if things go horribly wrong, we can clean it up so that the rest of us, and she'll motion towards Art and Jimmy, and then herself, don't get fucked from you. Ew, okay? No. And... I, I'm not wearing that. I don't. There's no, you can trust me. I'll be fine. I'm like learning lots of things. I'm not wearing that. If you don't wear it, the sheriff shows up and the sheriff doesn't fuck around. No, he does not. Yes. If you 
don't wear it, we're going to be forced to tie you down outside while the sun comes up. What the fuck, guys? Like, I've literally been jumping through hoops and, like, can't talk to my family. I have to listen to all this bullshit all the time. Like, like all these new words. And it's just a lot, okay? And I don't need to wear that because I... um. I, I'm staying at the mall. Like, simple. It sounds simple, but there are people who would already have liked to have just killed you without having given you even the opportunity to plead your case in front of the prince in two nights at Elysium. But thankfully, you apparently have some friends that you don't even know that you have. She just kind of shifts her weight and goes to pull out a cigarette. Um, Please. Please, no. <laughs> Please. This is demeaning. It is really shitty. I didn't do anything wrong. I shouldn't be punished like this. This is as much your protection because this way, if something does go wrong, that looks like somebody lost their shit and killed, I don't know, a school bus full of nuns or something. We know where you were. And we know that it wasn't you, and you don't get staked and left out for the sun. Art. Please. Coco, there are six words I hate saying. I absolutely hate saying them, but in this case, they are true. Coco, this is for your own good. This is to keep you from getting killed from people you have not yet met. The hell, the number of hoops we've had to issues that have just happened because you've shown up. If you don't wear it, we'd have to kill you ourselves. Okay? Just as a show of good faith. I don't want to kill you. I would rather not see you as dust. Too many questions to answer. Too many things to cover up. As I said, I would prefer it not to happen. And this is the alternative. I just go over and sit on, I'm sure there's like a concrete wall someplace around the community place or step I can just sit on and fucking pull my stupid jeans up. Rude. Look, I'm sure it's only until the prince decides to have you killed or have you banished. Or perhaps he will allow it to happen. Yeah, um... Coco has a little bit of pull potentially with uh, our harpy. So I have heard. Which is perhaps why the big guy's not here sorting this out, as he is wont to do. Yes, and I much appreciate it. You are much more pleasant than uh, Mr. Fish. Oh, thank you, Jamie. Second thing, and I do appreciate this because this, you know, this was my idea rather than, you know, the whole steak, chest, throwing a trunk. So if it works out, it actually works out great for me as well. Makes me look way more competent in my job. That's good. She pulls out what looks like a styrofoam mouth guard. One of those things that when you go to the dentist and they fill it full of fluoride or whatever chemical they use nowadays to clean your teeth, I'm going to need you to to drop Fang and give this a little bite. 
Wait, what? Well, so this way, if we find somebody full of bite holes, we can figure out who did it because it's like kind of dental records. If they didn't have to do this, I'm not doing it either. That's just rude. Jimmy looks over to Art, completely ignoring Coco because she doesn't matter. Does that make sense? Well, yes, it is the latest in forensics. You know, the the kind. They have been doing this for years. There's this show, the crime scene investigations. They have taken bite marks from people that have it on the bones, and they, they check with the with the bad person's mouth, and it makes a match. It is dental records. They identify people by dental records. This is the same thing. After they've committed a crime, though, like not before. Uh, you exist. You're already a crime. Um, it's true. It's not the best thing, I know. Or even how do I know we aren't going to use these in plant evidence? She looks a little hurt. Art. Even. Look, as long as it stays in my hands, then there's nothing to worry about, and I'll be happy to give it back to you if the prince says it's okay. But right now, I'm trying to do her a favor, and by extension, you guys, considering some of the mess that I've been hearing about in your area. Art. Did you bring one of your tracker thingies? It is a silly question. Of course I did. So you could put a tracker on the mold so that we can guarantee that it is with Raven or in less suspicious places. What if, stay with me, we got like a Dropbox or something and we locked it someplace that was like third party? We should definitely do that. It is good tradecraft, yes, but... There are already too many irons in fire. Uh, Raven, what do you say? Will you put one of my trackers on it so I can keep track? Or is this just a waste of time and breath that we don't breathe anyway? I'm willing to meet you halfway, Art. That sounds fine. I will, of course, then not keep it on me because I don't want you tracking everywhere I go, as I'm sure you understand. But, you know, I can put it in a safety deposit box somewhere. No, that will work. Yeah, I'll get... That's the same thing that Coco just suggested, essentially. Basically, and, um, it's... They could they could just, like, do the mold thing there and then plant my evidence. Honey, if they wanted to kill you, they wouldn't need evidence. Like, sure, they might use your existence now as an excuse for, oh, look, she lost her shit and ate somebody. But that person is dead, and then you will also just be dead. And then this moon will keep on turning. Just, like, sad and resigned her whole existence. I mean, she got to go shopping yesterday, and she met some cute little rats earlier. And now everybody wants to fucking kill her again. So that's cool. So, yeah, look at it this way. If you do this bite thingy, you are doing a small favor for the person who just one of the people who just saved your life or your unlife. It also helps to be cooperative when the powers that be decide your fate. Okay, well like put it on do it. As you think and you flex your jaw a bit to to summon forth your fang. She'll give you a little smile as she hands it to you when you open your mouth and she sees 
the bottom fangs come out, she will look perplexed at that as both of your sets of fangs crunch into this thing. And then you hold it there, take it out, and give it back. And then your fangs go back in. And she looks at it with a, a very, like, okay. Not what I was expecting, but sure. And then she'll hand it to Art for him to apply one of his little trackers to. Which he does. And she pulls out a Ziploc bag, puts it right in there. I will have somebody drop this off at a secure location. Yeah, I'm sorry we had to go through all of this, but let me tell you. It's been a busy couple of days. Yeah, sure has. Fucking tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. uh, Like I at least knew what I was getting into, but I don't know about you guys. You got to choose to become kindred oh this is a this is a long story that we don't have all the night for but yeah one of the lucky few she gives you a fangy smile do you have one other small thing that i want to ask art but it's like a private thing if you guys don't mind yeah sure uh coco we can head back we should set up for our next trip Let's go. Okay, bye. She gives you a little wave. And after they go, maybe half a block down. So, uh, how you doing? This is, this is crazy, right? Yes, it is. Unlike anything I have remembered in the past few decades. Well, good news is I, I don't want to talk to you about anything business related. It's a personal thing. Um, can you teach me how to to do the invisibility thing? Um, well, I... Probably, but what's in it for me? I don't know. What do you want? I mean, we could trade. I could teach you something I can do. Well, I already have looking cool down pit, so that is one less thing that you can offer. What about looking scary? I think I need help looking scary, do you? I mean, you can't look cool and scary. That's not fair. That is why I wear a Richard Nixon mask. She offers you a cigarette. Oh, he's going to take that. She lights up her second one. I mean, I can do other things. I am kind of connected. I, or I could just owe you one. I'll tell you what. You will owe me one. Because it has been a day... And I cannot think straight, but I like you. We are friends. You wish to know the invisible thing. I will help you. Sweet. What's up for a fist bump? Fist bump. Do you, uh, you want to take care of the first part tonight or, uh, I don't know what. Yes, I suppose we can. She gives a bit of a head nod over into the construction side. And waits for you to roll up your wrist. Off they go, and... She will take a a point of hunger. And she will love it. Because this stuff is the best. Especially when you take it straight from the source. And it feels good for you, too. Because that's how vampires work. They're assholes where the act of consuming somebody is delicious and glorious. 
What do you think Art's blood tastes like? That's a really good question. I never really thought about it. The best vodka ever. Vodka doesn't have a taste to it. It's the no-tell looker. Do you think it just burns like when you drink vodka? I think it does. I think it smells antiseptic, and you take that hit, and it's just burning all the way down. And after she's taken the the one point of hunger from you, she pulls her head back and it's like, oh, that's the good kind of burn. Wipes at her lips. Gets that last of your vitae off of it. Is it good for you? It is pretty good, yes. She takes a deep drag on the cigarette. You know, I never understood the cigarettes after sex thing, but now... (laughs) Yes, I do get it. Unless you have anything else to talk to her about, she is happy to go on her way. You know one thing before you go? Yeah? What has Elizabeth been up to lately? Well, I don't keep tabs on her. She's going to be at Elysium, though. And I can find out a little bit if you want. Off the books, of course. It would have to be, look, um, because she is gangrel. And because this new one is gangrel, people will be asking questions. People are already making assumptions. Don't let it blow back on you, huh? I like you. I like you too. Reminds me of... And she wiped the corner of her mouth. Reminds me of my partying days. If only I had those days. Yeah, I can find out a little bit of where she was uh, recently. Do you think it was her? Is possible. If it is not, that is going to take. Well, that will cause more. If it is not, we will see. I have my own feelers out, and if uh, we'll meet in middle, see what we exchange. Huh? Sure. I'll keep in touch. You keep in touch. Yes, of course. I will be in touch as soon as I know more. And then after Elysium sometime, we can work on the... And she makes the motion of throwing like a smoke bomb at the ground and like whoosh with her hands. <laughs> yes. That we will. She goes for another fist bump and starts to head out, pulling some earphones out of her bag. Art does the fist bump and uh, goes back to Cloak of Shadows. And he just kind of broods there for a minute. And what Art doesn't see an invisible Cheshire following after to wherever she is headed. This Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.